G'day party people! This is your one and only source into the shenanigans of a couple of Sheila's. I'm Gabby. And I'm Emma, and we'll be sharing juicy stories. Our biggest secrets. The what not to do. The lessons we've learned. All the mistakes. And too many times we've been baked. <laughs> Stay tuned. You're listening to Sheila's and Shenanigans. Hey guys, welcome back. Hello, hello, hello. Just, we're here. We are so relaxed. We are completely relaxed. Emma and I went on a little holiday last week for Emma's mother's 60th, who's my godmother. So it was a real fun time. We had time to relax. And we actually wanted to, we thought about dropping this topic today just in the, in the thought of, well, the topic's called hashtag no regrets. No regrets. So we're going to be Rod speaking regrets. about that, spilling that one on today. Um, just a bit about, you know, how, how to conquer your fears and like having no regrets in life and it's shaping you into the person that you are today and it's definitely helped Emma and I through discussion have realized that like things that we've done in the past have like helped get us here I guess in a way um yeah like we wouldn't be who we are at this exact minute without all the experiences that have shaped us the ones that have been good the ones that have been bad, bad yeah yeah and the ones that have been the ones we'll talk about today I guess they were just experiences yeah that we'll share with you guys they're ones that you wouldn't look back and be like, that was my proudest moment. But it was most definitely, <laughs> I can say that I've learned many lessons <laughs> from these ones and they're just hell hilarious. So we've got definitely to lighten up the topic from last time. But also, of course, because I'm a research nerd, I was like to Gabby before, I'm like, so I've done some research. She's like, of course you have. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't help yourself. <laughs> but, but I listened to this TED Talk and it's honestly amazing. It's by Kimberly Rich and it's called The Antidote to Regret. Love it. And so she basically talks about, do we regret action or inaction? And mm. it goes back to a 1986 study at Cornell University where they interviewed over 600 people in their 70s and asked, if you could live your life over again, what would you do differently? So 12% of the people spoke about things that they had regretted doing, whereas 54% of people regretted the things that they didn't do. Isn't that interesting? Like, I... I would always assume that, you know, you don't have any regrets doing something that you wanted to do. And then, like, you also have the side of regretting things that you didn't actually get to do that you... I, I totally understand that, too. Like, yeah. I can definitely pick some time. Well, missed it. opportunities. Missed opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And, and just, like, not saying yes generally out of fear. You're, like, choosing fear, I guess. And mm. what they did find was basically that even though you do something and you might... I suppose regret. Is, you might regret it intensely you'll only regret it intensely for a short amount of time. Yeah. Whereas the regret we feel for things we've missed out on can actually last a lifetime. So you're lying there on your deathbed and you're like still thinking about yeah. it. Whereas, you know, you send the message to a guy and you make it clear about what you want or something and he rejects you. You might feel really intensely that rejection mm. at the time, but you won't be lying on your deathbed being like, I didn't give it a go. Yeah, exactly. At least, like, you've given it a shot. Yeah. Something a so shot. It's just, no, I think it's about choosing the painful side, the maybes, I guess. It's a risk. I guess it's all about taking a risk. But basically what she talks about, which is because her whole movement is called the Bold Life Movement. So that is what her job is. She's created a career out of it, and she's done studies into this her whole life. And she's said that the bold moves evolve with every risk taken. And her comfort zone expands. And this is exactly how I have been living, especially since after being in rehab. Because I'm like, know that if I do something that's uncomfortable, for example, Gabby saw me do a speech on the weekend for my mum's 60th. It was beautiful. Oh, thanks. I was applauding it. Thanks, girl. And, but it was, I was so nervous to do that. But I sort of knew in the moment, I'm like, if I don't do this, I'll regret it. Yeah. But if I do do it, yeah, it might be uncomfortable and I really don't know what to say. And there's a lot of people here I don't know. And like, yeah, I'm nervous. But... I'm going to overcome that. And then the next time I go to do a speech, because I've, I'm, I've expanded that comfort zone, it's going to be easier. So you actually make yeah. it easier. I'm not going to feel that same intense like nervousness. Yeah. I'm, hopefully I've eased it because I've gone, jumped into the deep end and I've done that. But um, she's Especially also... public speaking, like that is a big one. Like, yeah. especially not knowing your crowd and like people just judging you on the sidelines. Like everyone's judging you from some point of positive or negativity. And like, I think getting over that fear of people judging you is like the hardest thing to do. But like also knowing that you're not going to regret doing that is also another side. So I guess like choose what you want, but also 
Hashtag no regrets, you know? Like <laughs> That's what this whole thing is about. I love it. But yes, Kimberly Rich, honestly, listen to this TED Talk if you have any inquiries about what we're going to talk about today because she just like sums it up perfectly. She has the antidote to regret. She says there's three things and it says be bold enough to ask for what you want. I found that interesting because for me, until I learned who I was and what I actually wanted, I couldn't ask for what I want because mm. I didn't know what I wanted for so long. So it's like, I suppose it's like... A, like another sort of layer to that is to get to know yourself and then you're capable of asking for what you want and she says that so many people just assume that people will say no so we don't bother asking for what we want when really like the percentages and what they've done in research wise is people say yes a lot more than we think they will it's like that experience that we were pointing out in one of our episodes about someone asking the flight attendant if they can read out the the menu not the menu what's it called the the safety guide and they're like sure and they're like oh shit like (laughs) that's so funny because what i was walking along albatross yeah where we were today yeah and um this guy it was a police officer and he had the speed camera thing in his hand (sighs) and he's just getting people and i was like can i have a go and he's like yeah sure you know let he, you? he let me. Can I have a go? It was well, so it's forty along there. Did you get five it's for that. 40. For like allowing you to. That's well, surely not COVID the, safe, right? The next, like, I basically someone got away with a fine because I'm holding it, <sighs> and I'm like, and then I'm like, yeah, forty-one, and then the next one I was like, fifty-three. And he's like, what? And because I was holding it, he couldn't actually find them. But it did oh. say, they were like 13 kilometers over the speed limit because everyone speeds along there. And he just had to chase them down and be like, yeah, luckily that girl over there was holding it because oh, otherwise no. you would have got a fine. Bless that but, guy, whoever is, he had a good day. Would, I never would have thought he would say yes. Probably because it's illegal, but, you know, he said yes, and that's the same sort of Maybe thing. Maybe he found like, you, like, super attractive. Oh, my <laughs> God, thank you so much. Please help us out. It's Popo Man. <laughs> but the second thing that she says is be brave enough to think differently. So basically yeah. just be yourself, be unique. Like, the, her stories that she's got about the things she's done and done differently, like the amount of people that's connected her to. That's so true. Being her, herself. Because otherwise we're all... I guess it's well, just so... Especially Australia culture, we always just try and fit in. But we, if you're born to stand out... Well, no one's gotten anywhere by being the same as someone else. Yeah, everyone has their mm-hmm. own type of quirkiness, right? Even yeah. like with any type of fa- famous person you meet on Instagram... They're all known for some type of reason. Yeah. You know, they've, they've got all this done unique something. trait that we want from them because otherwise we could just find it from that other person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're yeah. so right, though, about like, yeah, fitting in in Australia. Whereas, like, that's such a difference in like the US, I found, like, with people just. Well, because there's so many of them, it's like they were like, they you strive to get out of, you to stand out. Because there's so many. You all. How many people are in America? Which is amazing, right? Yeah, so they're all just like they own their. They're showing their own special qualities to each and every person out there, which is amazing. Like, they're just like That's one thing I definitely loved about them. Loved. And like, like, yeah, for sure. The. the, How they would just like own. And they just don't care. Like, they're like, I am who I am. That's it, you know? And like. Yeah, yes. 100%. Which it's kind what, of inspiring. Like, I miss it now. I'm counting Miss the USA people. <laughs> and the last one she says is, and always, 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 what we've said a thousand times, trust your gut. Trust yep. your gut. 100%. Yeah, and so she's basically she's just like, listen, you'll never be able to please everyone. So why do we continue to try and do so? And for example, like I think it comes back to that regret thing. Like so many times... I've had a gut feeling about what I needed to do. And more recently, I had, I've followed my gut and people haven't really understood what's gone on with that. I've just had this gut feeling, like, for example, to meet up with my ex and talk about stuff for no re- no good reason. It was just like, I have a gut feeling that this is going to help me. And it was the most profound thing that's ever happened in my entire life. We're both healing each other. And it was a relationship was like 10 years ago. And we're just talking about stuff as if we were like best mates. And... We were able to laugh at it. We were able to because heal you, the past. Well, you both shared like a part of each other's life back when you guys were dating yeah. too. So and it's both like mature now. We've beat done the work. So yeah. we, when I told people, they were just like, "Why would you want to go and do that?" I know that's but like I people just don't had to follow my that. gut, and it yeah. was a, one of the most amazing things I've ever done, and it's helped heal me in so many ways. So I think that that's it. We instead of listening to like all this logic and people around us who. Are telling us no, that's a bad idea. Well, the same thing as like taking. We only regret not listening to our gut. Yeah, exactly. It's like the same thing as taking advice from people where you only share probably like the bad side of someone because you're just pissed off at someone for you know like if you say they've done this and that but they haven't lis- listened to 
all the good stuff about them, like still, like they don't know the knowledge that you do. So like, why would you want to take advice from someone that doesn't know that person as well as you do, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I guess figure out your own situation to like what you want, trust your gut. I totally agree with that one too. That's a big one for me too. Yeah. But also you've dealt with it. Tell us about your spiel with the oh, um, my recent, how to lose a guy in 10 days. My recent situation. Okay, guys. It's wild. Wonder if he'll listen. Couldn't kill us, actually. Bless him. <laughs> Beautiful guy. Very full on. Very quickly. Within, like, the first week. And oh, this is the funny part. Like, everyone around me was like, mate, this is so full on. I what thought it was full doing? on. You're like, oh, my yeah. God, he sent me flowers. I'm like, what? Day like six, this? flowers. Day date number two three days in was like having like basically the talk about like whether i'd be open for a relationship type thing very yes. very Wait, were, were you... but i loved it my like this and i realized a lot through did you say yes or no with, with the relationship thing i didn't like officially agree to date him it's the second time i've seen him but i was just like look i know what i want i know what i need and if someone comes along and fills and ticks all those boxes I won't say no. Then they're the winner when a chicken dinner. Yeah. yeah. And um, so that was, but I'm not actively searching at all. And one thing I realized as well with this, and it relates so much oh, to this no yeah. regrets, is that like basically with the flowers that you got me on day six, it was like the perfect motto to the whole situation. It said a little note that said, a risk worth taking. And heart and then his initial. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, this is so true. So I realized that I'm a total love avoidant. So I've been like, oh, I don't want to get into a situation where because I'm Because you're scared of getting hurt. Yeah, because I'm fearful. Yeah, and that's valid. But also, I've gotten to this point where it's like I've been in relationship with my family, friends, and a lot of different friendship groups and people and done a lot of work in these situations. But until I get into a relationship intimacy wise and with like a man I can't actually experience those triggers that I need to in order to like grow and yeah maybe I'll never experience the triggers but I need that's what's happened in relationship with family and friends since doing the work like you experience the triggers you learn from it and then you grow but I can't experience those triggers until I'm actually knee deep in that situation where I'm like oh okay cool this is happening right here in front of my face and I'm feeling these emotions and I need to figure out where it's coming from so for me it made me realize that I can't keep like avoiding love and you know relationships with men forever well the thing is too is that every expect to grow every person you meet is so different from the last person like Mm. there's no one person the same on this earth which is amazing yeah like and like through that i don't know like i honestly just touching up on that subject there we'll get back to how that ended or how it's going (laughs) how what happened there (laughs) but i always feel like relationships have to somehow just magically fit into my life for it to actually work. Anything forced never works in my favor. Yeah, that's good. And that's something you know from experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's just like it should just naturally happen. You should just naturally meet people. I'm not saying don't go on the dating apps or anything like that, but for me... we're well and truly on them. (laughs) We're deep. We are. (laughs) Which has clearly worked out. I'm kidding. Definitely hasn't. (laughs) Hashtag no regrets. (laughs) No, but like people, like when they fall into your life and it happens for a certain reason, you actually link to that person through someone else, which is kind of makes the relationship a little bit easier yeah, I feel like, with. for example, so mum was like to me, oh, I'm worried, because obviously they knew about him by day six because there was flowers. <laughs> um, and mum was like, oh, I'm worried, you know, I don't want to see you get hurt. And that's just her way of being. She doesn't want to see us get hurt at all. And I just said to her, I was like, look, I just need to trust that even if this is the most painful situation for me, I get absolutely heartbroken and it blows up in my face that the universe right now is going to teach me the lessons I need to learn right now. Well, there's that saying, expect nothing and you won't be hurt. I think don't expect so much from someone because then if you do, you'll be hurt even more. Yeah, and I think that it's like, if you're hurt as well, it's about like just having awareness over what is hurting you. Yeah. Like, is it the fact that you lost yourself in this person? Is it the fact that you did have expectations over that person yeah, exactly. that they couldn't meet. Were they unrealistic? Which we've been told over the weekend that we both have unrealistic expectations of men yeah. and we're too powerful. Um, <laughs> but that's another story. And then, but yeah, so for me it was just about being like, oh, I a risk. It, this is a risk worth taking because no matter what, I'm going to grow and I'm going to learn and I'm going to evolve. Yeah. And my gosh, I did. See, I get really scared when like guys want to go into something like too soon. Like, for me, I don't... Yeah. It's probably, most likely, definitely a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> most likely. <laughs> that I'm, like, running towards. I'm like, come at me! 
I love just well, some just shit. Like, you know when your brain just starts to process through things and you're like, oh, like, this is already start. Like, it's the start. Like, you know when it's, like, the start of something and you're like, but am I ready for this? And, like, you start to overthink, like, everything, like, about the parents meeting, da, 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 da. I don't know, that's just how my brain processes things. Yeah, you go forward. Like, like, go forward because, like, what other way to go forward or just, like, to drop it? Like, there's no, I don't see Do you think plan. you're thinking stuff over out of fear? Yes, 100%. Yeah, But that's okay. also, like, in relation to um, my future. Like, yeah. not... So, not... for example, Gabby obviously doesn't even know where she's going to live in six months' time. So, it's like, <laughs> you you do it, just be like, will this actually work? Is this realistic? With me, with because I, like you said, I'm like, I never know where I'm going to be. Like, I'm never settled down. Once I feel like I may have met that person, I'm scared of... Um, I guess my fear is that like, if I meet someone, then they're it. That means I'll have to settle down, which means my career will have to be put on. You have to make compromises. compromises. I'm 100% with you there. I am a really strong believer in, I I don't like the word compromise with relationships. No, but you you think about it. I'm like so repulsed by the word compromise because... I don't want to compromise anything because that, okay, for example, what we're talking about here with Kimberly Rich's thing, the antidote to regret is if I compromise my situation, so will I then be, and we don't work out, we're not together forever, will then I be lying on my deathbed and be one of the 54% of people who are regretting the things they didn't do, which would be my passion of my career or something, if I had to compromise that. So yeah. I totally understand where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah, and like, that's like um, always I... sitting in the back of my head, which is like, okay, that's realistic, because yes, like if that's one thing that I don't want to hold a regret to, I have to take that into accountability, right? So then like the other side of that is if I want to find a partner, like they have to be willing to... Except the fact that I want that as a career. And 100%. Like, well, that's why for me, like, one of my needs is to have, like, a teammate slash best friend. It's like, yeah, so yeah. what I want to do, they're, like, totally, like, my cheerleader on board for, and vice versa. Like, if they, yeah. someone wanted something and it meant they had to go overseas for a year and were in different countries for a year and that was what they wanted since they were a little kid or whatnot, yeah. even if they wanted it for a year, I'd be very reluctant to be like no you can't do that because otherwise we're gonna break or whatever because i if they did the same to me i'd feel like you weren't supporting me Mm. like i'm like if i want that i would treat someone how i would want to be treated which is if like i have a goal you're in support of that goal yeah no matter where i have to go for it no matter what i have to do for it obviously to some extent like not just doing whatever, whenever, and being disrespectful. But, yeah, I love that. And I think that's funny because we weren't even meaning to talk about any of this, but it's no, like the regrets of, like, go- relationships with you and I, I think, are very, like, we stumble with this, oh, am I going to regret that? Like, with certain people. It's, it's because commitment <laughs> is, like, when we commit, we commit. Yeah, we commit, yeah. And we're very loyal people. 100% or, like, yeah. nothing at all. Yeah. yeah. So then we – there's, like, this restraint of, like, I don't want to feel – like I'm trapped or stuck or having to choose between my career or a guy. Yeah. Well, like, speaking speaking of commitment, I will say I will bring up one point in uh, my time in the USA when actually Emma was. <laughs> I remember her sending me a message saying how concerned she was for me in this special time of my life, um, where I decided to dye my hair blonde. Oh and my god! This- <laughs> I love this. Yeah, this is Gabby's like we, how we started to think of this topic as well. I was like, remember what do you have? So you have it on your hinge. What is the one thing? What's the question on your hinge? Oh, it's like one that? thing that you regret. <laughs> <laughs> the time I dyed my hair blonde. <laughs> I mean, to an extent, it's as in a funny manner. Yeah, like regretting because I remember losing my hair for like two years, not like fully, but like it just wouldn't grow. Guys, I was like blonde blonde like the blondest but blonde. like did it in probably the cheapest way possible like did it yeah and I, she's like full-blown wog so it's in like college like just did it my my mate he was like a hairdresser and he i just did my hair inside the dorm room <laughs> <laughs> i remember when this happened it was like all of the family because it was only one of your first years over there wasn't it yeah, it was, it was my first year. Like, not, I was like six months in, not yeah, even a year in yet. Like, no and one controls me now. I'm letting loose. Yeah, and all I'm of us were like, is cat. she okay? Does she know what she looks like? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we're all a bit concerned for over this side of the world. I'll have to do it. Now little... that, like, when I hear your perspective of, like, it was just a YOLO moment and being like, 
why wouldn't I do this? And you've been not trapped here, but like, you know, you lived in a very Well, I wasn't like my family household. are very conservative. Like I yeah. wasn't if I was to go out and get a piercing or whatever, or like dye my hair, that's just like so not allowed. Like you are who you are, you're beautiful from the inside out, like rep that. That's how my family are brought up. And me going over to the States, you know, you kind of get some ideas by like talking to people and like you get Living some recommendations. In New York at the age of 17, 18. I was 17, 18, yeah. Yeah. You're, and, you're um, like, oh, this is a bit exciting. I'm like, I'm free, I can never have blonde, finally. Even though I can like, go over <laughs> here complete red, like yeah. an orange. <laughs> <laughs> I never know why I didn't out. decide to do red. That would have been even better, to be honest. Like, not as expensive to like do. It only lasted like three months. Well, you can so do that when you head back next time, babe. You yeah. Got another thing you can do. So, would you say hashtag no regrets? So, um, yeah, because I hinge. actually love my hair color. That's made me really appreciate having brown hair and like okay. a head full of like hair because my hair is so healthy when it's just not dyed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I think like you appreciate the things you have when you can when when you feel like it's kind of been taken away from you a little bit. Yeah. And that's what I like I feel like my my the health the health of my hair was just like distraught for like a good two years and then like finally just That's one reason why like I've always been intrigued to dye my hair brown but I can't I mean, be bothered to won't. even try and but get dyeing the your hair back well, and I'm like, oh I can't even be bothered to go down the path of like trying to get how it is now back to well, what it is. Dyeing your hair brown's actually healthier for your hair because I think I think they say it's like more of like a shampoo yeah, but going back and forward would just be like... Yeah, you know, honestly, from my experience, and I don't know why the Gold Coast is doing this right now, but every single guy is, like, dying a hair blonde, and I don't know why. Oh, my God, what is you up see? with that? Bieber did it, and they all think they're just, like, as hot and cool as Maybe Bieber. they've got, like, the Bieber fever as well. I don't know anyone. There's people who can get away with it, but I don't know anyone who have gone, you look better with it. No. <laughs> but again, glad they're trying and then they can go back to their original state yeah. and be like, I think it's maybe a, a 2020 moment. And you know, I had my like moment back in college, which was like a whatever. But um, <laughs> I was glad. I did a definitely hashtag no regrets to that one. Hashtag so. no regrets. Hashtag no regrets. What about you? Any other hashtag no regret moments? I have so many hashtag no regret moments that are like so intense. Like I remember my first one of... The reality of the world and still to this day it coming up every single year around schoolies time is when I was at my schoolies in 2009, I got in a girl fight and <laughs> this happened to be, so we're like, it's like the Thursday night of schoolies, you end up checking out, you're finished on by Saturday morning. And was I, this the year that you were officially in schoolies? <laughs> yes, it was. So the year before that, I was alcohol poisoning the whole lot. Like, <laughs> but this was the year I was officially in schoolies. So wasn't there like secretively or anything. Okay, yeah. Um, and so it was the end of the like schoolies party. So it's like a beach party and the, the DJs and whatnot, they had finished up. And I'd found my group of girlfriends and my best friend was like, that girl like came up to me and pushed me and said like "f you, you bitch" and blah blah blah. And I just, when it comes to these situations, I don't have any filter or control. There's no like, oh, let's think about what I'm gonna do right now. When it's me, I can restrain from like if someone would attack me, like I'm quite restrained. But when it's like my friends, I will just lose it. I'll mm. absolutely lose it with no regrets even coming into mind ever for the okay. next twenty minutes yeah. until after it. And then, or even like thinking about what I'm doing. And so I just start going at these people. There were like four or five of them. And they were really big, like Islander girls. Like they were easily like twice the size as me. And we're like walking off and I'm like kind of following them being like, yeah, you keep walking. You keep walking. <laughs> yeah, you keep walking thinking I'm like so tough. You're like tiny. And yeah. it's like, how tall are you? Five. I'm five three. But so like, tiny. I really reckon I would have been shorter then. And, um... <laughs> Like, so then she's sort of like come up to me and she's like in my face and I'm like, you won't do anything. And she did something. Shocker. <laughs> Mind blown. And she like, so she twist. <laughs> slapped me across the face or punched me in the head. And then I went to get her back and she's like sort of started running. And so I'm chasing her. And she's only made it like oh maybe like hell. five steps. But by this stage, we'd already made such a scene that everyone around us was like sort of circling. And so she. So you were hyped up from the circle. Oh, well, people were just paying attention. They okay. were just like, so I didn't like. It's not something that I realize now, but it's how I realized that we end up getting 
Okay. Flashed and yeah. Um, so basically, <laughs> she's fallen to the ground. I've kind of fallen on top of her. In this one moment where I'm sort of look like I've got her in a headlock, I remember there being like flashes. It's so like camera flashes. Oh, the paps were there too. I didn't know. They yeah, because they're the always so hanging around schoolies, like yep. waiting for those, waiting for this exact for prime celebs, moment, waiting for the celebs to pop yeah. out. It's your time to shine. Celebs, very much not. But I, and like, I mean, I, I don't know. You know what? The, the photo paper. doesn't even look like me because she's pulling my hair around. So like, it's like the back of my hair, which is very like brown, like a dark sort of brown with. Yeah. Um, and then I am facing the other way, so I'm like, yeah, cool. I've gotten away with it. But my best friend is standing like front and center and she's pushing someone like laughing. She reckons she's not, but she was 100% like pushing her and had this big smile on her face. It's like really the funniest photo with that situation. And my other friends like me just about to get punched in the face. Like it's two centimeters away from her face, like a closed fist. And then there's the other two girls. We don't know who they are, but they're fighting each other, which is weird. So this is this photo that then comes out two days later on like page six of the of I think it was the Gold Coast Bulletin. That's like a Gold Coast local paper. Yeah, and so I'm getting picked up from schoolies, and we are like page six. Everyone's seen it, and this photo <laughs> has come back to haunt us every single year. The the, the year after the red flock. Red frogs. Red the frogs. red frogs were going around to schools and they had us in their PowerPoint presentation. <gasps> what not to do? Oh my god, <laughs> these that's girls. So bad. All the teachers that's ended up so knowing bad. about it, obviously, because the thing was, even though I was like, yeah, I got away with it, no one, my best friend's like super innocent. So there's no like, there's her without me. If she's in the front and center, that's definitely Emma. Like, that's just who it is. So, like, everyone knew it was me, even though you oh, so couldn't you even see, see your my face. face. Oh, you, you can't, can't see my okay, face. Right, right, right. It was just, they were just like, we know that has to be Emma. Was your friend in it, though? She was my best friend. Yeah. Well, she was front and center. So, yeah, oh, that was God. why. They were just like, yeah, okay, sweet, this is Emma, because that's her. And even so, like, four years later, it's still coming out because of Facebook. And so back then, there wasn't, like, there was social media, but it, yeah. four years later, five years later, it comes out with, like, the best of, the worst of schoolies 2013. And there's, you know, you know I went through this period of Facebook pages and you'd like the pages. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that so still pops up every now and again. That was like the worst of Schoolies 2013 our photos coming up. You're if kidding. you Google it, Schoolies Girl 5. Can't you just sue the PAPT for that? That's such a tumor thing. <laughs> just to, no, because they got... What, what are you going to sue them for taking your photo at Schoolies? Like, can't really do it. I mean, because you ask to get are false. They're not exactly... The worst of school is 2013. They're the worst of school is 2009. But yeah. <laughs> in saying that, so there's that... nothing we can do about it. But I wrote a big article on it being like, basically, think about what you do because in the world of Facebook now, you could be going for a job and this can pop up. You yeah. can... People were tagging us years later in the photo with the girls who we'd been fighting with. So they, their group of friends was tagging them. So you guys so now face like, are you guys now Facebook friends? Did you request to add them as a friend? Not. But I was like, oh my god, these girls are huge. <laughs> <laughs> so the funniest part about it though is I look like I'm winning in the photo. I ended up getting absolutely like my head kicked in, quite literally. Didn't you get your eye glassed? No, that that another was a time. <laughs> but I like got literally got my head kicked in. Like I was like bruised, but in this one little moment, I look like I'm winning. But it was just a big... The whole situation for me, even like up until this date, was like how much you can do something and then it can still come back to like be on the internet, bite you in the ass, and like you have to live with that and the consequences of that situation for so long. Yeah, very true. Yeah, and so it taught me like hashtag no regrets. I didn't regret that situation at all because at the time I still think it's like Because you hilarious. still made it in the paper. Yeah, but also <laughs> it's... A big, it was a big learning lesson for me. Like, it was a learning curve over a number of years when that kept popping up. To be like, okay, yeah, sweet. So this is... It was like a life lesson learned. Yeah. If you want to do something when you're young... It's, for example, like, it's my friend back in the day. She, at school, did blackface because we... Not on purpose. We were like... It was just back in the day when teachers had no idea about it. No one had any idea there was a cultural inappropriation. No, I definitely remember rocking up to a a drama at Stadford and I was doing... Which is so racially incorrect. And also, like, I definitely remember doing this at the AMDA college. Like, my college that I went to was, like, literally my submission into the school 
was which is what I did at, at competition and I won it. I won at the drama comp and my what did you face, do though? Oh, so like inappropriate. I can't even believe I'm saying this right now. But like just for all the people out there just know that I was like thirteen at the time. I didn't know. Um also I don't think Australia was very aware back then either. Well, there's like, no awareness. Definitely, the like, like, there's no awareness then. Painted, not painted, but I, like, had, like, dark makeup on. Yeah. Like, really, really brown makeup well, my on. My friend's and face I was... was literally black. Like, it was, oh. like, it was Yeah, but no, mine was black. fairly close to that colour, too. I'm not even kidding. I had, like, a, a black afro on. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, like, it's, and I don't you know. know. That's something I, if it was me in my friend's situation and, like, because I was, like, we came up the other day and we're, like, oh, well, you'll never be doing anything politically or anything, like, because this will come back to bite you in the ass. That's something I would regret. But at the time, we were just kids. But also, and and I we don't had think. no awareness. So, basically, you have no the awareness, theme exactly. was, for, for example, the theme back then was our initials. So my friend was a CD, I was E-H, Evil Housewife. I'm like, what was old mate? I can't know saying her name. And they're like, oh, she was African lady. And she was, she had like all this African stuff, but she's like the whitest person I know. And so she just painted her face black. And the teachers would have thought it was hilarious then. Yeah, I don't know why, but like how come it's, it's so recognized today in this day and age that yeah. that's inappropriate. But back in the day, I think people just thought of it as like a character well, yeah, like, you I guess become like, the character. You become the character, and that's just like it's Part not. Of it. But it's not being racist, like in like from. Well, because it's so innocent. It's, so it's innocent. not being racist because I think it's it comes from an innocent point of view. Like, you and don't I know, know now yeah, because know we have time. the awareness. Like, I think yeah. you could maybe call it ignorance, right? You could say innocent. Oh, hundred percent. But at the same time, we grew up. For example, we didn't grow up with even learning about the aboriginals and what happened to them at school we had a like really twisted it was very vague of what yeah. happened they of were like, like yeah, oh yeah we the, took over their land the stolen generation just got lost and yeah. that's what happened basically like, no we tried to that... literally breed out their like the aboriginals well, that's, and we know that now but i didn't know anything in school i had no idea so even like for us we didn't have any awareness there was no internet like there is today for example like a couple of years later that school listing happened and it wasn't exactly straight on the internet. I never saw it on the internet until years later. So it goes to show how much we live in this day and age where the world is connected mm. through the internet mm. and we are learning so much. But if that was me that happened to have done like blackface years ago, like I definitely wouldn't probably be doing hashtag no regrets because it could bite me in the ass if I ever tried to do anything like politically or anything like that in the future and that's where i think that like are we is i'm just asking the question i don't believe one way or the other but are we too harsh on things that people have done in their past like prince harry dressed as a nazi or too exactly or too harsh uh to the people that have never said anything racist but might have like like dressed as a character purely for the character purposes but yeah then people saying oh you're being a racist when you're not actually being a racist you're mm. probably just doing that character type you're and i don't agree you're just absolutely you're ignorant. Ignorant. And, I, and i don't agree i don't think you should be dressing as that um because of everything going well, on what we know now what we know now exactly yes yeah but at the time like it's not that person's actually not a racist at all they're not they're not being racist. There's no way my friend at that age was doing anything to a culture. Like, she was literally, we were just, like, rocked up in our outfits, like, for this thing. And the thing is, like, hey, we were 15-year-olds or whatever, maybe. I don't think I was even 15. And the teachers didn't say anything to us to how we went to No, know. yeah. They laughed. Not even They're like, like, awesome. Not even Great my drama teacher. Yeah. Who was, like, amazing. And she's so... Oh, amazing but like it's so it's interesting i think that like what we're going through how the world's evolved yeah just like now. everyone and are we so willing connected. to forgive people like i think that the reason why we're on here and we're like oh let's talk about all this stuff we did back in the day because it's like i always own it like i own everything i've done like yeah, even why? when i got arrested put in the not really arrested but taken home in a paddy wagon and taken by the police station after the police absolutely harassed me and I got a fine for telling mm. police officers to eat a dick. It was 
literally one of the reasons why now I am studying law because in that situation I was not in the wrong and I got out of it because I was like I will take you guys to court that was the most disrespectful thing I've ever witnessed like there was four massive humans with guns and me and you're accusing me of A stealing a bike which wasn't stolen it was my bike and then B they, on they, being what, on drugs they accuse you for stealing a bike? yeah it was, it was my dad like 10 on the bike he bought from thing because I was riding away from them because I was off my head drunk and had no helmet and I was about to move to America. So I'm riding down, it's like a Sunday night, the next day is a public holiday, and I'm like riding down like probably two kilometers away, I'm riding to Broadbeach. And I see the police come up on my left and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go on the beach path because I don't want to get caught because technically they can get you for drink driving, which is so absurd. On a bike? On a push, even if you're on a push bike. And that, oh that rule, if I got caught for drink driving, I wouldn't be able to move to America. So in my head instantly, I'm like, oh, God, better get away with these people. And yeah. I've got no helmet. I don't really want to get stitched up here. So I'm wearing, like, got my long hair flowing and, like, wearing this little spell <laughs> top and, like, looking cute as anything. And then I ride, then I'm, like, riding along the beach path. And the police are coming at me along the pathway, like a walking pathway, in a car, in the big van, with their sirens on. Are and you I'm serious? Like, oh, my God. This is insane. <laughs> so I just, like, dodge through these couple of streets, go around to the Oracle area. And I've, like, locked the bike up really quickly and I'm walking to Liar's Bar. So I'm, like, walking and then they've, I've, they've come at me and obviously noticed me. How they find And they've you? done a U-turn. Because they're just, like, going around the streets with their sirens on. And they've done a U-turn, pulled up next to me, and just all got out of the car. Four massive humans. And they're just going at me. Three men and one woman. And for this would have taken, like, by the time I'm crying, because they're like, you stole the bike, tell us why they stole the bike. I'm like, I didn't steal the bike. Obviously, they're like, why'd you ride away from us? I'm like, I'm not telling you that, because if you can't tell that I'm pissed or, like, you're not going to breathalyze me, and yeah. you didn't notice I didn't have a helmet, I'm not going to tell you to do how to do your job. You're just like, I'm trying to get and my heart rate up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, what do you mean? I'm so excited for Liars Bar. And then they're like, you're on drugs, you're on drugs, you're on drugs. They're just going psycho at me. And I'm like, I'm not on drugs, and I didn't steal the bike. Do you want me to show you the bike? I've locked it up down there. Like, I'm happy to show you. And and then they was going for so long. I'm crying. I'm like, can I please call my brother? Like, my brother's just in Lions Bar. Can I please call my friends? They're waiting for me. They wouldn't let you like, call them? That, they're like, no. Nah. So they kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. And I started laughing. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I... why are you laughing? And I'm just like, I just think this ridiculous. is so funny. Because years ago, when I came to the Broad Beach PlayStation, and I'd been glassed, no one helped me, and I could tell you all the details, but now you're accusing me of stealing a $10 bike, which I can happily show you, and being on drugs, which you can happily test me for. But now there's four of you here on a public holiday. This would cost a lot of money, and not, and you're doing not, not, no good. But when I needed your help, you didn't do anything. And then they were just like, that wasn't us personally. Like, they just got really offended personally. Oh, and it went on for so long, just going around in circles. And then by the end, he goes, you have a shit attitude. And I go, oh, eat a dick. And they just, like, tackled me. my bag. Get her bag. Get her bag. Get her bag. She's got drugs. She's got drugs. Good, got my bag. No drugs. Like, and Are you serious? And they me in the back of the paddy wagon. I am crying my eyes out. I'm like, I'm going to Southport Lockup. I'm going to Southport Lockup. They drove me around one street to the Broad Beach Police Station. Get out. Okay, cool. Got out. And they took me inside, like, Sit down, but don't sit on the middle seat because someone just pissed in that seat. I'm like, okay, oh my wait, god, I won't. Sat there and they're like, <laughs> okay, so why just steal the bike? I'm like, I didn't steal the bike. Can I please show you the bike that I locked up? Like, I didn't so they're still the by this point they're still accusing you of yeah. stealing a bike. And then I was like, and then finally I have this proper conversation with this guy, and he's like, look, I'm gonna have to fine you for saying eat a dick to a police officer. Like, okay, whatever, do whatever you need to by now. I'm just like so hysterical. And so he's like typing up the fine. This other guy comes in to the office and he's like, so why'd you steal the bike? I'm like, I didn't steal the bike. <laughs> the other guy's like, no, we've confirmed she hasn't stolen the bike. I'm like, so awesome. Then, I'm so glad you confirmed this. So then they were like, why did you ride your bike? I'm like, I rode because I'm a uni student. It's a public holiday. There's no Ubers. And even if there is, it's like a million percent surcharge. I'm, what were you I wearing that money. night? Did you look like... I wore the... Where are my friends? Like, I was wearing little boots, little denim shorts, and my friend's, like, gorgeous little spell dress. I was confu as confused as you are. Like, I don't normally look that cute, but I looked one of my cutest. I can tell you right oh now. Oh, my god. It was the weirdest thing. Like, my hair was out, and it was, like... I was they just probably so were just like needing confused. someone to rip on. I have no idea. It was That's... the weirdest thing. And then so they were like, the funniest thing was they were like, okay, well, you said you don't have any money and I was not hopping back on that bike, right? There's no way you're going to drop me to the bike. They're like, do you want me to take you to your bike? I'm like, 
no thanks. Like, that can stay there overnight. I'll be sending my dad back to get that bike tomorrow. Yeah. I don't want to see that bike ever again. No. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, well, you live at, this is your address. Do you want us to drop you home? And I'm like, didn't say anything because I was just in shock. I'm like, is this a setup? Like, where are you going to drop me? Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, do you want us to drop you home? I'm like, uh, okay. And they're like, okay, we'll drop you home. I'm like, okay. And they're like, got me back out to the car and like, oh, if you don't mind, could you just hop back in the paddy wagon? <laughs> so I didn't get like to hop in a chair. I had to get dropped home in a paddy wagon. Oh my God. I got home and I was hysterical, like losing it. I was like, no, dad. Oh they like come downstairs like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't even know what just happened to me. <laughs> like I am in shock. Like I was completely hypervigilant just like what just happened these are these people that we're meant to rely on and I've done nothing wrong there's no way I've done anything wrong. I'm holding this yellow piece of paper that's got this $110 fine $117 fine on it for saying eat a dick to a police officer <laughs> I've written this four page story about what happened and was like I'm not paying this I'll take them to court I do not care I'm not paying this yeah like, there's like, it wasn't even the money, nothing to do with money. It's the fact that when... You were disrespected. The police... The, yeah, that. And then when the police in the future would pull me over, they would then see this fine on my... Like, it was called public nuisance. So, like, if they were then... I was giving them attitude or just, like, trying to defend myself or stick up for myself, they would then be like, oh, well, this is a reputation she has, so then blah, blah, blah. Like, I never wanted that on my record. Yeah. So that was, like, one thing that I was like, I will take this as long as it goes. I'm not having that on my record. And also the other thing was like, yeah, it was just like complete principle. But I, so I wrote this thing out, four pages, and we have a lot of lawyers in my street. So my dad, this is my favorite part of it too. My dad's walking around the street showing all the lawyers in our street, his lovely daughter, who said, eat a dick to a police officer. He's like, could you please read this? Just so like we confirm that this is like good enough to take into the police station and like fight her case basically. And that it's so basically the whole street of lawyers know this whole situation <laughs> of what happened. Dad, no shame. Like, this is my daughter. Could you have a read of it? No shame. Hashtag Leo Shane. I ma- yeah, I made him take it in to the police station because I was not going anywhere near them. And he, I think he knew someone in there. And they were like, oh, if we don't have footage, like the camera footage that they do now, we won't charge her. That's probably what's going to happen. And I'm like, if they do have footage, they wouldn't be charging me. Because they'd see this little girl crying her eyes out, begging to call her brother, like begging to like just be heard. So did and they end up charging you in the end? No, they dropped it. Oh, thank God. But, thank but that's goodness. like a hundred, like hashtag no regrets that whole situation because I learned so much from it. Yeah. But also really, I felt so powerless. I've never felt so powerless in my whole entire life, probably apart from being glassed earlier years, which I spoke about there. Because... And it helped me to be like, I am doing law now because I just want... I don't trust that these people that we pay to protect me... I'm not saying this is all police officers whatsoever, but I'm saying I've had certain situations where they haven't been there for me and I don't believe that's coincidence. I believe it's like sent me into this purpose where I need to like go and study law. And for example, like even when you had your situation at the start of the year which we won't talk about on here, but I I felt so powerless and like instantly I was going to be... I would be like oh, cool, I'll help you gaps. Like, let's type that out. I know what I'm doing here. And it gave, I felt so much more empowered because otherwise I would have felt powerless. Yeah, you felt like the need to, like... I could help To help the yeah. situation. I'm like, yeah. cool, I can help you because I've got this experience and I've got this education and yeah. I'm being entitled to do so. Even though it's still currently going on <laughs> seven yeah. months later. Exactly, but it's also, like, I can at least, like, you know, read stuff from your lawyers and, like, be... I don't know. There's some sort of empowerment I have that's far less than the powerlessness I had at that time. Yeah. So it's funny how these situations, they do help us evolve into who yeah, we are. Yeah, like of course. Like the experiences of who we are. I definitely had a police experience as well when I was younger. I mean, this is not... I don't know if this is... I want to say this is like a hashtag no regret moment because I learned a lot from this situation. But at the time, it was definitely like a hashtag regret moment. Oh, they're always that <laughs> when you get a fine or something. Yeah. Like, Ugh. You're like, why did I even do that? Why? But I did something naughty. Um, So basically, this was like two weeks in for me also moving to America, um, going to college. I would have been about 17 and like the drinking age in Australia is 18, not 21. So I was two weeks out from my birthday as well of turning 18. And you were in America. And yeah. No, yeah. I was in I was in Australia. Oh, you were in Australia. So I was in Australia, and I was two weeks to two weeks no a week out from going to America, but two weeks out from my birthday. Yeah. So two weeks out from turning eighteen, 
And I was like, oh my gosh, like once I get to that country, I'm going to have to wait another three years to like, you know, yeah. go out. I don't want to miss the opportunities. So, yeah. Long that not miss the opportunities. So hey? I had like my friend um, looks a lot like, well, looked a lot like me back in the day. We used to do duos. Shout out to Izzy Laird on this potty. Um, she allowed me to use her ID. <laughs> just shout out. She's just allowing to help me to criminalize herself. Or criminalize no. herself. <laughs> okay, so you used her ID. Where did you go? I went to Envy. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we're lining up and then like I'm trying to pull a face that kind of looks like her, you know. Like... <laughs> you would. Yeah. I know and, the uh, situation. Yeah. So... I like, I knew everything about this girl, like her star sign, you name it, I knew it. I was prepared. I well, studied. I didn't know anything about my IDs back in the day. You must ever. have been lucky. <laughs> IDs. <laughs> yeah, I had multiple. Okay, yeah, this is my only one that I had. Yeah. Still doesn't give me the excuse though. Um, don't and you got caught. This. Yeah, I got caught. So I, was at the, I went to the security guard and I was like, yo, <laughs> we're at Envy, was lining up to go in. And yeah. he's like, this doesn't really look like you. And then he's like, do you have Facebook? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Also, what human doesn't have Facebook? Yeah, like, what 18-year-old doesn't have Facebook? Yeah, I know. And then I was like, no, I'm just very conservative. Like, I'm Christian. I don't even know what I said. Um, and and you, then, like, went over the top yeah, in your explanation. Yeah. And then he was like, um, I'm going to need you to speak to the police officer. And I'm thinking, <gasps> holy shit. Like, You're kidding. No. And then so they the police officer took me outside and they grabbed me and they're, like, <laughs> trying to question me for, like, everything. And I'm like... Yeah, I live at this street and this street. And by this point, I was getting every single question right, but she couldn't understand what the hell was going on. And then she was just so tired of me talking to her. I was talking to her for a good, like, 20, maybe 30 minutes, trying to convince her that I'm some chick that I wasn't. Yeah. And then so she's like, okay, honestly, like, if you tell me that it's not you, I'll just let you go. But if I continue to find out, like, as the night goes on, that this isn't you... I'm going to have to find you. And that was like, also because I was going to America, I didn't want to have like a criminal record on my name or anything like that. Yeah, or no, any it's, kind it's of like fun. a very sketchy thing. I know it's very sketchy. Like. And then I was like, okay, it's not me. <laughs> I'm just like, police officer was like, oh my God. Like, Whenever they use that power move, it works. Ever. Every time. Yeah, every time. And I'm going to be that's like, way more lenient on you if you just tell the truth and you tell the truth and then they always That's like a bail life. yourself out of prison key card that you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what did happen then? Oh, she just let me go. Oh. And then they just took the ID. So I just gave my friend the 70 bucks for to get a new ID. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel like like it's a shock that firstly the police were like right there. Um, But all, this but is the difference. Like when I got glass in the face, I walked outside of Envy, the exact same club, and the police were there. They were like, do not want to bar me, but like they're looking after fake IDs. It's just such a funny dynamic. You're like, um, I literally was standing there with like blood all over my face and half a tooth and you <laughs> couldn't have cared less about my situation. But then in this another situation where someone's got a fake ID, you drill them for 20 to 30 minutes, which all of us are paying for that money. Well, I thought I was being pretty reasonable with the police officer. She's like, I just don't understand why you spent so much time like trying to get it. She's like, Yo, it's your birthday soon anyways. Like... That's so don't funny. She's like, she's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, don't you want to wait? Don't you want to wait to go? I'm like, no, because that's wait another three years. I was like, that's my excuse. Like, the fact that I had to wait another three years, and she's just yeah. like, yeah, right, get out of here. Like, so I had two, my first ever time using um, a fake ID, apart from like at like the Burley hotels and stuff like that, um, was going on friend's 18th birthday. And I was we were in the like parking lot in Service Paradise, and we we're just like having our last drinks before we walk into the party. And I, the police officers, undercover us, basically caught us, and I pulled out her f- fake ID, and they fired. <laughs> I haven't even used it yet. The first time I used it, I was like, "Well, pretty confident it looks like me." That if the police have like gotten away with it, oh my and god, find her. She never ended up getting the fine, I don't think, because I never heard about it. And I was about to, like, tell her. And my friend's like, don't tell her. She's not going to let you use it tonight if you tell her. And then, uh, basically, they've written out all the details, given me the fine. And I've been like, okay, sweet. Well, I'm confident in using this ID now. And I've used it that whole night. And I use it for years, this girl's one. That was a good ID. And then another time was New Year's Eve. And, again, I got caught drinking in public. And the police had pulled over at a bus stop. And I've handed them my ID and they're like about, they're giving me the fine. So like writing up the fine of drinking in public again. Oh my god! Different year, same situation. How much is the fine for that? Drops her her whole wallet 
and Emma Henrihan's stuff that goes flying everywhere. <laughs> and the police are just like, so you're not this person. You're Emma Henrihan. I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> so then they've given me a whole other fine, taken my ID off me. I've like come home crying that night. I'm like, mom, it's a whole 10 months until I'm 18. Because I'm so much younger than all my friends at the time. I'm like, you need to help me find an ID. I needed your ID. I need it. But I would, I, the amount of run-ins I realize now that with IDs was just ridiculous. That's just, it's, it's, I understand what you mean though. Like it's, it's annoying when your friends are much older than you and you can't go out and have fun and you're just like waiting. Oh, back in the day, it was just like the most painful thing about Taiwan. So painful. I was just like the number one party girl. I was yeah. like, I need an ID. Like I would, that would be the anxiety of my life was figuring out how I could get an ID. Yeah. So what do you reckon you'd learn from those situations? Oh. Cause I think that if we have like 15 year olds listening at the moment, probably need to give them a lesson about the fake probably. ID situation. That's yep. for sure. Like don't, it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. Like, if you if you feel the need to go out and party, just go to a party. You don't need to go to yeah. a club. Also, clubs are not that great. I'm just going to stress. <laughs> I haven't been to many clubs in my lifetime, and I don't really enjoy them. You um, know what I would say? is like nothing good happens after t- midnight. Anyway. Nothing so good like happens after midnight. So, like, you probably end up at clubs at, like, the earliest just go 11 home. p.m. <laughs> so, like, I would just say that I, from experience, nothing good happens after midnight. Yeah, doesn't and that's Ted Mosby say that, that too? Like, like, has. Oh, I thought that I got that motto from like Ted Mosby of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah so when he's Ali about to meet Robin. has it in Bali and it's one of like the loosest place and they close at midnight. Okay. Oh, Probably because they get everyone so sloshed that they end up being like absolute spaz sticks. They close at midnight. See, clubs in New York don't even open no, until midnight. No, this is it's midnight. like a bar type thing. So oh. like it's just they have this motto, nothing good happens after midnight and everyone then from there goes different places and honestly people from that situation end up getting like mugged like for me my situation as well like oh this is one and i'm just like i cannot this happen so we spoke about before like i'm in glass to the face lost half my truth that's just this one truth has cost me like ten thousand dollars so far so then three years later i ended up it ended up like dying so like my face felt like it was just like completely infected which is what the actual situation was so I finally got it all fixed up and like it cost an arm and a leg and I had the root canal. It's just very painful. I get to Bali and I'm living in Bali and again, it's schoolies time. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. Shocker. Going out of schoolies and I'm like time to well over the age that I need to be. And um, I we were out at one of like the bars and some guy, I'm like drinking a Smirnoff, so the little glass bottles. And some guys just leant back into me like as I've gone to take a sip and I've chipped my truth again. The same truth. It's just like, basically, I've just glassed myself in the face. I was like, oh my God. So I've chipped my truth and then I need to go get it fixed in Bali. So this is what they do. This is so funny. So I'm meeting up with my cousin in Bali for like a few days and I'm going over to the other side and they go by the dentist. So they've taken out my old veneer type cap thing and they put one on while they shape one and get it ready and then I'll go back next week but in the meantime I was like it's weird that I didn't have to pay any money to them like a deposit or anything and like they just think that I'm going to come back I'm 100% going to come back because the truth is actually yellow like it's not just like an off white it's actually yellow Yellow. they put a yellow tooth in my mouth for like four to five days I'm like out partying with this yellow tooth. Like, <laughs> oh, my cousin was like, you're like, just looked ridiculous. Like a pirate, probably. Like, I looked ridiculous. Like, it was like, literally fluorescent yellow. Like, it looks so ridiculous. Oh, my I'm God. Like, oh, my God. No wonder I let him take money. I'm definitely coming back. This is literally the deposit right here. Like, oh, I'm coming back gosh. to never have this in my mouth ever again. <laughs> but I could not believe it after, like, years of fixing this tooth. I've accidentally, like, glassed myself in the face. I was like, oh, oh my this gosh. is so heavy. That, that same so night, I ended up getting robbed. Like, our villa got robbed. Like, that was my whole life in Bali. It was just constant. Partying and getting robbed. Yeah. Or, like, for example, one time I was riding my scooter to work, and I would just rip and roar around all the streets, and people were like, you're going to get into a crash, like, and it's going to be really severe one day. And so one time I was riding, and I was just, like, I could see work, and there's a cafe on my left, and on my right is this guy that I met up with from Tinder, and he's getting <laughs> wow. off a bike, off a scooter with two girls. I was like, oh, good on him, and start like laughing. I'm like, oh, good on him, pimping any. Oh no, lovely. Turn around, someone's like come on my left, and someone's right in front, like 
turning so I can't like go around them to my left because someone's there I can't slow down because I'm just hooking it so fast that I'm trying I'm like holding my hands on the brakes and I just kind of by the end I'm like just close my eyes <laughs> <laughs> and like, hope. take this guy out oh, oh my god I nearly he was like flew we into the right paddy fields yeah okay. he, he flew into the right paddy fields what? I just <laughs> completely I am okay? on the ground like just Mangled. spilling it in rice. Meanwhile, like, I'm, it was the first, only day, like, God bless my soul, only day and first day of Bali life, obviously from then on in, I kept doing it, that I'd worn jeans and enclosed shoes. Otherwise, I would have had, like, n- no skin on my legs. Like, I got absolutely messed up. Like, oh it was, my like, God. skin taken off my hands and arms and... Then, like, oh, wow. I had the helmet on. Then I, like, look up. I, like, roll over and look up. And it's the guy from Tinder trying to help me get up. Are you serious? Like, oh, hey. Uh, like, I hopefully he doesn't even notice who I am. So I've got to go over, organize with this guy who I've just, like, absolutely cooked uh, to pay for his bike. Because I've just destroyed his day slash week slash his whole bike in life. <laughs> and then I go that night to go. I, like, get money out. I go to work and they're all, like, patching me up. That it's like, yes, the day in the life of Dilemma. Like, just patching me all up. And that night, I, like, get cash out from work and go to exchange it. Like, I must have got paid. And I go to exchange it. And as I'm, like, turning to go in to exchange my money, someone just drives past and pinches my wallet out of my bike. <laughs> like, this is my life right now. What a day. Oh, my goodness. You this think that is my life. And you think that all happened just from you, like, basically speeding on your little bike. Mainly from just being distracted by people from Tinder. Don't do it. And stop. Like, Don't get, get off Tinder, guys. It's not good for like, you. Slow down. No reason to Because your wallet might fast. get taken off you if you can go on Tinder. Oh, it was That's just. so crazy. Yeah. It was, that was just like how life was pretty much then. But you know, no regrets, like many lessons. I have to say one of the other moments that I've witnessed in my life was hilarious. When I was in Bali, it was like such a coincidence of things. So when I was moving to go to Perth, I went to Bali for a month and I started working just to like a month of work for my uncle at a restaurant. And these guys, three guys from Perth came in and they were staying at the hotel that the restaurant's connected to. So I ended up like being like, go out to Alley Cats, that place I was talking about before, go out, get loose. And you know what, tomorrow I'm going to go to Potato Head, which is just around the corner. Let's go, let's go to Potato Head all together. And we will like have a big day so don't get too loose tonight but have a big one but good luck and yeah. then so they've gone out and then i've seen them like the next morning because i must be doing that like, in the morning shift and one of them's like i've lost been basically like gypsied lost my wallet like it's been stolen lost all this stuff like i'm so angry he lost his phone it's just so, so it's like it's like the hangover a little yeah, bit <laughs> a little bit and it just kept going and then so the other two were just like oh that's like so funny whatever and then we go to potato head that day yeah. and the one who lost his wallet out he's still pretty fragile so he's like sitting on the bed and then i'm like playing with my other friends in the pool like hanging out with them and then i get up and i'm like where'd the other two go and he's like oh my god they've gone to get tattoos oh my I'm goodness like, no way are you serious and by this stage they've started calling themselves lost little boys so like off peter pan I don't not know boys. but uh, like llb basically would have been enough but they actually got on their arm tattooed lost little boy. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like something like a pedophile would get. Like but they weren't even was, so they got drunk. You know, yeah, they're wasted. They're when they when they got the tattoos, they yeah. Got... So me and the other guy are just like oh, spending money on no. their credit cards, like ordering up all the espresso martinis in the world. They come back with this lost little boy's tattoo, and I'm like, oh my god! And his mate who works with him, one of them was like. One of them sort of did like construction work, so it was fine. Do what you want with your arm and your life. But the other one was an accountant in a big firm who worked with this other guy who I was with. And he's like, mate, what about on casual Fridays where you're wearing a sl- short sleeves shirt and you've got lost little bones <laughs> on your arm? He's like, oh, I didn't think of that. I was like, this is insane. So <laughs> funniest part of the story is they end up being like friends with my friends in Perth. So I see them a lot. So I moved to Perth. They're there and I'm hanging out with them a fair bit. And by the time I got into Perth, what, that guy who is like works for the accounting firm, 
and already started getting it lasered off. <laughs> so that, I wouldn't that say that costing to get no it lasered off. I say that's a regret. Oh, it was that's so necessary. I've never seen anything like it in so my life. So literally, like the Hangover when when Steve is it Steve gets the tattoo on on like on his him? face or something. Is it on his? Yeah, it's like on the side of his face. Yeah, I understand. Oh it was the like funniest scenario of events. I swear they're only there for like three days because it's so easy from Perth, and like they just happen to be no people and be at the same football club. A couple of them that my mates were and then I ended up being at parties all the time with them when I lived in Perth and it was just like the weirdest experience and I think they secretly blamed me that it's like this chick told us to go to alley cats told us to go to potato head this chick is a part of you're that probably like disaster. the devil to them like the unlucky yeah. charm <laughs> it, was, oh, it was absolutely insane That's I feel crazy. like I've gone forever with stories like this so yeah. we'll have to have like a part two if anyone is interested yeah yeah if you guys are keen leave us a comment give us a rate of five stars if you like us if you like please us, on. please subscribe. And, Don't forget know. to subscribe and um, share us around to your Insta friends. Why not? Share us around. Give us some topics of interest because we'd love to hear some to chat about. We um, could talk about anything, but yeah. you know, lead us in the right direction. Yeah. We don't know what you want to. We know. don't want to go down the rabbit hole, you know. Which we we We've so before, do. Yeah. We're so we're, we're pretty good at that though. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we're gonna wrap this one up. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. Hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye, party people.